This is the story of an investigation turned obsession. Pretty and popular high school senior Andy Bell was murdered by her boyfriend, Sal Singh, who then killed himself. It was all anyone could talk about. And five years later, Pip now sees how the tragedy still haunts her town. Now a senior herself, Pip decides to re-examine the closed case for her final project. At first just to cast doubt on the original investigation, but soon she discovers a trail of dark secrets that might actually prove Sal innocent. And the line between past and present begins to blur. Someone in Fairview doesn't want Pip digging around for answers. And now, her own life might be in danger. Welcome to the Book Basement Podcast, where I, Santi, talk about books five times a week. On Mondays, you can expect a longer interview, book review, or other book-related content. The rest of the weekdays, I share a book quote I found interesting and break down its meaning. Join me as we learn more about books, their meanings, and get some amazing reading recommendations along the way. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and welcome to a quote episode. Oh, today's not a quote episode. I don't know what I just said. I just batch recorded four episodes and edited them straight in a row. So I'm used to saying quote episode. Welcome to the Monday episode of the podcast. I'm really excited today because I'm going to be talking about A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. As described by the cover, the perfect nail-biting mystery by one Natasha Preston, a New York Times bestselling author apparently. If you don't know, or if you didn't understand it by the blurb that I read at the beginning of this episode, uh, The Good Girl's Guide to Murder is about this girl, Pip. She's a senior in high school and she tries to investigate a murder that has been haunting her town for a long, long time, since she was a little kid to be exact. As she tries to discover this murder, she uncovers a bunch of evidence, a bunch of hidden and unobserved clues that indicate that someone might be on the inside and that someone doesn't want her discovering such things. She starts getting threatening notes while out with her friends. She finds other threatening notes in her locker. People keep telling her to stop. One of the things I really love about this book is the way it's formatted. If you get the physical version and you flip through it, you'll see that some pages have just like the standard um, written format that you'll find in like regular old uh, books. But some of them have this investigative journalism font and like description thing it's like a it's a report is basically what i'm saying so the story cuts between an actual recounting of the events as in what's happening live as we speak and a and the capstone project which is what pip calls it uh, and her report and her report is uh, more objective it's still not completely um everything that's there but every couple of chapters we get an update on her report and in this report, she talks to witnesses, she talks to friends with connections to the murder. She turns over as many stones as possible with the ultimate question of trying to figure out who was the murderer of Sal Singh and, of course, the infamous Andy Bell. Because this is also a plot line in the book. She doesn't think that Sal Singh was actually the murderer and that he didn't. He, she thinks he didn't kill himself. And this is no spoiler. This is literally in the first chapter or two of the book. And 
This is such an amazing book. It is published by Ember, which is the same company that published We Were Liars, and you can definitely see the similarities in what the publishing house decides to put out. You have on one hand a sort of teen recounting of a summer vacation, which is what We Were Liars is, and you have the same theme, just that with a more murderous and cynical tone with The Good Girls Got to Murder. You can see what the vibe that Ember is going through is. It's books for teenagers, basically. Though I'm not saying adults wouldn't be able to perfectly sit through this and enjoy it. I'm just saying it's not sort of the complex, intricate, character-driven narrative that we all like. It's more just an interesting plot-driven story that is captivating not through its characters, but rather through the story it's trying to tell. I love the investigative nature of this book, and I know I've said this a lot about uh, similar books, but the way you are investigating alongside Pip, the way that you are just right there with her, you get to see every single piece of evidence that she has, every single piece of evidence that she's withholding from the public eye, and every little thing that she does is incredibly interesting. You get to see text messages she has, you get to see all the clever plan she devises to try and find this killer i give this book a four stars uh because it was it was incredible it was so enveloping i kept reading it and towards the end like the final i read like 150 pages of this book in a single day that is how much i absolutely loved it i couldn't put it down i liked it so much that i forgot to highlight and fold over the pages i liked i do still have some of them and I really love the interconnected bits of this book. I think that's what makes it so amazing. There's like 89 different plot lines in this book, all of which tie down to the ultimate murder. There's all these different strands of witnesses and all these different subplots that get developed. You have a little romance plot thrown in there just because why not? (laughs) And you get to discover all these different parts of Pip as she's kind of using this project as a way to get away from herself. Because another subplot in this book is that she's uh, using the case and she's using her capstone project as an excuse not to work on her college essay, as Pip is scared to uncover who she is. So it's kind of like a coming-of-age story tied into a murder plot, if that makes any sense. And I really liked it. It was lovely. I gave it four stars, as I said. I would definitely recommend that you read it if you're in the market for a good... uh, horror driven except it's not definitely not horror a good crime narrative because it it is such a good book i'm flipping over the pages right now and i'm just remembering every single scene they have this page it's page 207 in my book where they have a piece of evidence this is andy bell the girl who was killed they have her planner and they just show you the planner you can see the handwriting you can see what they're trying to uncover you can see the scribbled out handwriting that they're trying to figure out it's all these small details that really pull you towards the story i also loved how they went like door to door they took a door to door approach to investigating this murder they didn't just look everything up on the internet they went and did first hand investigations they got interviews with first hand people they discovered clues that the police hadn't even figured out this is just a good story (laughs) and i don't know what else i can say about it really it's just a really good story i also loved that the story doesn't really move around much it isn't really ambient driven in that sense that it heavily relies on like uh, the inherent beauty of like the atmosphere it's set in it's it's just a good story that's that's all you're getting with this book you you're not expecting much but it is just a good story 
I especially love how it is. It's believable. It's not like, oh, we have a 12-year-old girl that just solved a Sherlock Holmes murder. No, this is an actual believable recounting of what could be a plausible situation that could happen in real life. This could be something that you do, for example. And after reading this book, you're going to want to dig through old murder cases and figure one out because the story makes it seem so appealing, even though the main character keeps getting threatened. <laughs> and I did not expect anything close to what the ending was. I just completely, wow, the ending was mind-boggling. It has just this incredible twist at the end, which I'm not going to give away, of course. But it has this ending. It's it's like two sub-endings where one explains one half and the other explains the other half of the case. And wow, it is incredible. I could have never guessed that the people, uh, that the ending would happened, would have happened how it did. And yeah, that, that is my personal review of A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. Uh, definitely by far one of the best books I've read uh, this year, so far at least. It just has everything. It has the plots, twists, it has the uncovering of evidence, which was probably my favorite part, having all these possible suspects and just trying to figure alongside the main character who did it and why did they do it. And having the creeping feeling at the bottom of you, well, where you don't know what to believe. Because at the beginning, you kind of get the sense that Pip is just a naive teenager who just doesn't think that the, the situation unfolded as it did because she has connections within the case that she doesn't want to let go of. And you get the sense that she's just being a dumb teenager, flipping over stones she shouldn't. And at times where she has situations where she's struggling, the other support characters come pick her up. And it is just incredible. Read A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Check it out. It is going to be in the show notes below as always. Uh, I highly recommend this book. I am very picky when it comes to my novels, but A Good Girl's Guide to Murder definitely scratches every itch I could have possibly ever had. It is just uh, amazing. I really liked it. Four stars, definitely. Uh, the only reason I didn't give it five stars is because it's a little too... It's it's missing some stuff. You can tell that it was made to be read by by like um a younger audience. It doesn't have many like... uh vivid moments i guess if that makes any sense you're not like wow this is so disgusting or you're not like wow you can like paint the picture of the murder scene in your head it is made for kids but it reads for adults as well uh it, it i liked it <laughs> that's all you need to know uh i'm for sure you'll like it it doesn't have any explicit scenes it doesn't have any stuff that you wouldn't want your child reading <laughs> this book can be read by a 12 year old and she wouldn't care and yeah, that is my review of A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Definitely check it out. It is such a good book. I will definitely be checking out the sequel, Good Girl, Bad Blood, as it says on the back of the book. And yeah, I'll tell you what I think about that one as soon as I pick it up and read it. I am very excited, especially because this book wasn't left on a cliffhanger. It was perfectly just done with. So I'm very interested to see what the sequel actually does. The case is solved and everything is finished after the book. I, that may be a spoiler depending on how you decide to take it but basically all the loose ends are tied so i'm looking forward to how that gets figured out and 
Well, that's been this Monday episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you have an amazing rest and start to your week. Today, the Book Basement Bulletin came out. So make sure to check that out in the show notes as well. Uh, The Book Basement Bulletin is just a weekly newsletter where I share book recommendations. And this week I finished reading Deep Work by Cal Newport. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that book, a particularly dense retelling, well, not retelling, a particularly dense set of instructions on how to achieve depth in your work life, then definitely check out the bulletin. It is in the description below. It came out today. And have a lovely rest of your day, person. Thank you for dedicating your time and listening to this episode. Remember, we also have a weekly newsletter, The Book Basement Bulletin. Sign up by going to the link in the show notes or by visiting thebookbasement.substack.com. Also in the show notes, a link to purchase the book I talked about in this episode. Be sure to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts as it helps us immensely. Finally, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at bookbasementpod. That is bookbasementpod. Once again, thank you for stopping by and I hope to see you soon. Thank you.